This podcast may contain projection, exaggeration, sensitive discussions, and dark humor. We do not condone violence or harm to anyone for any reason. All opinions are of our own and do not reflect the opinions of our places of work and or friends and family. Positive side effects may include, but not limited to, patriotic desires, Benjamin Martin syndrome, throwing tea in a harbor, an erection lasting longer than three hours, red, white, and blue stool, sudden thirst for communist tears, beer bonging and whiskey, sudden craving for excessive amounts of bacon, and waking up in Mexico with blood on your clothes and a torn ticket from an illegal donkey show. I put a lot of effort into that. We're recording now, by the way. Okay. I'm proud of myself. You should be. Every time. Nice. It's awesome, right? It was great. Loved it. I had to I had to make it from last season's incident. Remember what I told you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cancel gotcha. culture. Yeah. Gotcha. So now I have all my angles covered, I think. Perfect. And I'm gonna make new ones and add to it throughout the months and eventually there's gonna be one that's gonna be like five minutes long to deter some of my new fans from listening. <laughs> But anyways, guys, I want to introduce my friend, Freddie. She's the first female I've had on this show, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm still trying to get Nicole to pop on. Um, she's, I just ha- she's like, I just have to be buzzed when I'm on there. Or I'm just going to be nervous. I'm like, I get it. You're just talking to me and we're recording and, and we're kind of in this environment. Right. But it can be intimidating. It is very intimidating. It's pretty legit though, right? It is very legit. I like it. No, it's cool. It's a super awesome setup. So yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, my dream one day is so I'm gonna probably leave it. I'm not gonna make many changes. I am gonna build like a little panel that would be like behind you with more of these little sound foam things on it, so noise coming in from behind that way um, is less. But this thing does a lot of the work for me. In my last episode with Steven, it was kind of like a tester one, and there was some noises going on. And uh, it didn't show up in the show like as much as I thought it would, so I don't think I'll have to do too much. Um, but yeah, one day when we get a new house and a new garage, I want to make like that whole corner, like cedar panels, make it look like a whiskey bar. I- I'm I'm going to make it a whiskey bar, <laughs> and it's gonna have like all this stuff there, and then it'll be just like a movie set type thing. So when you're looking at it from the outside all of that it's just garage yeah. but then in that one corner it'll be a whiskey bar podcast area so that's my big dream that'll be awesome yeah i know so are you going to is this going to be here for the barbecue yeah okay so <laughs> i like how you reminded me of the barbecue so i'm so behind on figuring out what the hell theme we're going to do um i'm not inviting as many people as i used to you well you didn't invite as many people last year either so no but like I threw out like 60 invitations and the usual 20 30 show up so I'm just gonna stick to those usual 20 or 30 yeah um it just makes me stress out less because I'm like I'm just gonna cook for these same 20 folks 15 folks whatever right but I would like this set up and have people just come on now that I have a lot of this noise canceling and we can have people out there and it won't be too bad I kind of don't care about that whole outside noise in that event. So yeah. like people can hear like, oh, there's, there's shit going on. Um, I do want to stream it live someday, like on Facebook Live. So yeah. I, ha- I have the cameras for it. I just need to get a proper program that allows me to like, I'll set my camera here. And then I don't know if it's an editing process I have to do. Like when you start talking, 
um, the video feed flips to you because you're, it's picking up your audio. And then oh. when I talk, or we'll just do split screen to where your face is there, or we'll just on one table. I don't know if you ever, if you know who the Hodge twins are, um, you don't listen to much podcast or anything, but they're, they're these twin black guys, oh, okay. but they're very conservative and they've gotten pretty famous with their politics and stuff. And they're on the same table and they just have a camera right there. And yeah, you should look them up. Hodge twins. I will. You'll laugh your ass off. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, brought you on just for, I'm titling this table talk with Freddie. Oh, perfect. So it's just random shit. There you go. So I want to start roasting my own coffee. You should. What do you think about that? I think it would be a fabulous idea. You yeah. know how I feel about coffee. I know. We're <laughs> sipping coffee right now, by the way. We'll do a shout out. We're doing a uh, Genesis coffee lab. I did a review on their coffee last season. I left that episode up by the way, folks. Because, you know, I took down like 30 episodes for certain things. <laughs> oh, my God. Your phone is not on silent. So it's sorry. okay. It's fine. <laughs> I'm freaking Freddie out because she's nervous. <laughs> it's no big deal. Yeah. Coffee is bomb. Yeah. So uh, I've been kind of, I've been making a list. Checking it twice. Okay. What do you have on for, there? For coffee stuff. So I found a roaster on Amazon. Um, I was super excited about possibly getting it. Like all this is going to happen either by the end of this year or at least when we get the new garage, the new house. Um, but I just wanted to make, I made a wish list on Amazon of a bunch of coffee stuff. So I found a roaster that was bigger than your average. Like it sits on a table kind of thing, like your rice cooker. And you can only do like four ounces at a time. I found one that it, it goes by grams. It's like a 150-gram roaster. And I'm like, well, how many grams is that? And it turns out it's only five ounces. Oh, that's not very much. No, it's not. So if you think the average coffee bag is like 12 to 16 ounces. Right. So I want to find a roaster that's not like $3,000 and can roast like, I'll be fine with like 20 ounces or 40 ounces. So I started doing the math. I'm like, all right, I found a website that sells unroasted coffee by the bags, like that bag over there in the corner. See that? Yep. Gotcha. Um, but like 25 pound to 100 pound bags. And it tells you where it's from. It tells you like the elevation it grew at. It tells you where it was washed. It tells you like the humidity level it was growing out, like everything. Um, and then, so I was like, all right, if I buy a 25 pound bag, it's like $168. If I buy a roaster, this particular one that I'm not, I'm not going to get now, but at the time I was like, oh, that'd be cool. That was like 400 bucks. So you're in the whole like $568. I found a company that gives out or they sell coffee bags that you just need like a heat press to melt the glue at the top. And these are like Ziploc style. So it's like resealable. And that was like $30 for like a pack of 50. So I'm like doing all this math and I'm like, all right, it wouldn't be too much to get my own sticker logo. Um, and if I roasted one 25 pound bag, which that would give me 25 bags at 16 ounces each and you sell them for 19.99, I would make roughly like $512. So it would pay for the roaster. It would pay for most of the first bag of beans. Right. Um, and then let's just pretend you do another one. Then you've already paid for everything, your initial investment, and then you're starting to make money. And then trying to find different ways of maybe 16 ounces, 19.99. Like I'm going to have, I'm going to want to find like a really good coffee to do that. Cause I've bought bags, 16 ounces at like 15 bucks. And I don't want to be that guy that's selling like 
I don't know if you've been to Maui and have bought coffee from like those side vendors on the way to Hana. No. You can get like a 10 ounce bag for like $30. <laughs> Is that good or bad? I mean, it's bad. It's price. It's expensive. Yeah. It's very good coffee. So I'm like, uh, it's like a premium elite type tasting right, stuff, but yeah. still like, holy shit. So that's my, uh, end of the year next year potential right. hobby. Nice. But I have all that stuff saved and I have like books. I'm going to get the books here soon. Just how to, uh, how to, how to roast. And from what I've been reading, there's like an, obviously there's an art to it. Well, yeah. I mean, like, obviously you have to be there. You have to watch it. You have to listen for like, it makes this first pop crack noise. And that's like, okay, that means it's, it's pretty much ready as a light roast. And then you just keep going with it and it keeps rotating. And then there's a second audio crack of the beans cracking. It's like, Oh, it's around medium roast. And there, I think there's like a third one. That's your dark roast. So yeah, there's like, I don't think you can just leave it. Well, I mean, maybe you can, you could set it to your timer of this is what I want. This is just me assuming I, I haven't read, like, I know nothing about it, but I'm like, I'm sure there's a timer you can set. Like I want dark roast. It's going to roast at this temperature for this long. That's how I know it's going to be dark roast and just leave it. But Right, but probably for like the first couple times, you oh, should yeah. just. Sit I'm gonna there stand with it. and watch it all day long. <laughs> um, it kind of walk away. Yeah, it kind of looks like some of the bigger machines, like they have their own like heat exhaust vent. So you're looking at you know hooking that up to your wall to vent outside. So you know there's legit stuff you have to do. Yeah, it's gonna be like a workstation. So I told Nicole about it the other day. Is she excited? I mean, you know. I'm always coming up with crazy ideas. Look at this shit right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you didn't bring any white claws. I thought you were gonna get buzzed to help you I out. I did. I did, but I accidentally left them on the. Go get them. Go get them. I'm gonna take a sip. This is an intermission. Ten seconds. <laughs> While I sip my coffee. And uh, I'm gonna pause this. All right, Freddie has her white claws now. Appreciate the break. I told her she could drink. Well, I mean, this is a, this is like a bourbon whiskey coffee show, does so it doesn't matter. I should be drinking, but I forgot my maker's mark inside. But uh, yeah, you're drinking to take the edge off. Yes. Are you still nervous? Yes. Why? Because I was talking to my friend earlier. That was loud. Sorry. That's no, fine. That's um, encouraged. And I was telling him that I was coming over here to do this, and he was like, "Oh, I told him I was nervous. I was like, I'm nervous," and he's like, "Don't be nervous. It's not live." Yeah. I was like, I would not do it if it was live. No way. Oh, we're doing it live someday. Ew. Like, what about the barbecue thing? If I mean, you got people around you and like. That's different. I'll yeah. be drunk. It'll be fine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I spoke with Tara. I, I, I think I think she was interested in doing it. Oh, you spoke with Tara. I mean, I texted her the other day. I like, thought you said you smoked with her. I no, was like, what? No, I don't smoke. Come no. on. <laughs> I spoke with Tara, texted her. I told her my coffee idea. And then I told her you were coming by. And I told her it would be cool if she was on too because I haven't used this yet for three people. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how it'll turn out. I think it'll be, it would be fine because it works great. But so yeah, coffee. Um, what else? How have you been? Good question. You're sell- are you selling the house? No. You're just going to buy a new one? Yeah. And live in it? And keep this one. And rent it? Yep. Okay. That's the goal. Cool. So our long-term plan, I'm sure, I think I've, Mentioned this a couple times, so I apologize, folks, if uh, you're hearing this for the second time. But, yes, so uh, we got my refi in December of, like, $52,000 and sitting in a savings account. I paid off my truck entirely, and the rest of it 
is going to go to a leech field and septic field, which I am now on the schedule for for May. I already bought the materials just the other day, so I spent $6,800 of that. Um, the guy is going to come out and, like, drop off the materials. He, he's like, we better purchase it now. Um, he's one of my dad's friends, so I, I trust his judgment. But he said last year he had trouble buying things, and, like, there were places overselling septic tanks, so he had a bunch of septic tanks bought and paid for, and then he went to pick them up, and they – already sold those ones that he had paid for and oh, the computer no. system was all wrong and some folks didn't get their septic and yeah. So he's like, it's a good idea to get it now. So I got it now. Um, he's got the go ahead from the engineers cause you got to talk with an engineering company. They do soil testing, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot to it. It's real annoying. I didn't realize how much work goes into it, but now I understand why leach fields and septic tanks cost like $20,000 when all is said and done. So we'll get all that done. Uh, there's some small stuff in the house that I should be working on now, but the windstorm and our little weekend, uh, our pitiful weekend of COVID and the little silly sniffles we had, because that's all we had, um, set us behind. Right. But I have a mental list of shit I have to do. <laughs> but I'm just relieved that, you know, Leachfield is on the schedule. It's been a pain in my side for like seven years, seven of the nine that I've been here. Um beautiful disaster with the boiler because that thing froze up and insurance covered everything. So I saved $13,000. Yeah. Because uh, insurance paid for it. Yeah. I've just paid a thousand for the deductible. Right. And Atlas's room flooded and they wrote me out of that 13,000, uh, 2000 was for his room and it's like 144 square feet of flooring. And I'm like, uh, so I was talking to him like, well, what's the 2000 for? He's like, well, Estimated at 1100 for flooring, um, $200 for a dump truck to come and take all the, when you, when they, when a crew comes in and tear stuff out and then a crew comes in and, and you know, about $2,000 and he looks at me, he's like, but you won't miss your deductible if you just do it yourself. <laughs> and this is the insurance guy. Yeah. And I've never dealt with this before. Um, I had like a little auto accident years ago, but I never even saw the dude. And so I'm like being very careful what I say. It's an insurance guy. I've been told all my life, like some of these guys were right. snakes. Yeah. But he looks at me, he's like, but you'll make back your deductible if you just do it yourself. And I, for a second, I was like, is this a trap? Do I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it myself, and then he's just going to give me half? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. So I bought like $700 worth of flooring. Um, it's nice flooring. Uh, tore everything out in 10 minutes. Hauled everything to the dump, which we're doing free if you had stuff damaged from the weather storm, they're like, it's free. Just tell us it's damaged from the weather storm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. It was like two weeks after it happened. So got rid of all that for free. Uh, Nicole and I installed it in like three hours. That's like with taking a break. And that was it. I actually made $400 off of this whole thing. <laughs> now that I think of it. That's perfect. That worked out well. Yeah. So now just the leech field. And then... um the deck over there in the studio apartment that's going to get all ripped out. I've already have like a half list done of materials I need for the deck. And then I'm going to give them new flooring, just tear up the carpet, put vinyl in there. And my long-term goal is to rent out that house um, and also rent this out. And I'm going to hook up a washer and dryer over there. So whoever has access upstairs has just this whole garage to them. And I think I could, up the rent just a little bit like justify yeah it's a 730 square foot studio apartment 
but then you have this whole garage to yourself and they just park outside. There but you go. They have their own washer and dryer. So essentially I want to live mortgage free on two properties. We'll it's see. It's a good goal to have, so I'm kind of scared. Just nervous, you know, like I like I'll I'll be I guess I already am a landlord. Yes. But I'll are. be a bigger landlord cuz now I have that and then I have this. And then if we get super lucky, the new house we either find or end up having built, we'll have a detached garage with an apartment above that. And then I'll just have three rentals. That's how we'll be mortgage free on the other one. Yeah. So. That would be awesome. Yeah. Did you, uh, fair, fine, fair, fine. Did you make it through the weather storm fine in your area in which you live in, which don't mention? Right. Yeah. No, I won't mention anything. So. Um, the windstorm was awful. I actually drove to Anchorage like the day that it started and we were driving five miles an hour on the highway. Everybody had their hazards on. I could not see anything and I can't turn around. Yeah. I'm on the flats. Was that on the bridge? Like before the bridge and the flats? Yeah. You just said the flats, but yeah. So we, we must've been heading in that same time. Oh really? Cause it was like vehicle height, right? Yeah. But it was clear as day above it. Uh, maybe not for me. No, okay. it was, I mean, it was terrible. Okay. Yeah. This was like noon on a Saturday when we started heading in, I think. I think I was. And it was clear as day up top, but vehicle height, it was like the North Slope on phase three. You know, yeah. it's like, you know? Yeah, phase three. Yeah. And everyone's just going like 10 miles an hour. I'm just like, I've driven in this before, folks. I know how to do it, but I was nervous because of them not knowing how. So Nicole was like, slow down. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing, but they don't. Right. <laughs> so it was actually kind of exciting. It was not. I was so nervous. I was like, my knuckles were like white. What do they call that? White knuckling? White knuckling it. Yeah. yeah. I was too, but I, it just wasn't because of the storm. It was because of how people were acting, which I get. It's like, all right, yeah, you're right. They don't know. Most of those folks have never driven in it or even seen that. I get it. Some folks were pulling over and just like waiting it out or something. I'm like, that's not a good idea. No, yeah. I wasn't going to pull over. I just, yeah, we, we made it. And then after, I mean, after the flats and after the bridges, it was fine. Yeah, like I mean, nothing. It was still windy, but it was fine. Yeah. And then when I yeah. came back, because I stayed the night and came back and the whole entire drive back out was perfect until I hit the flats yep. and then got to Wasilla and it was still crappy. Yeah, I think we, we came back Saturday night too. It was still windy as hell, but the visibility was better than it was during the day when we were coming back. Yeah. It was like 9 p.m. that Saturday night. So, yeah. um, How's your job? My job is good. I am potentially training to become, I feel like this keeps cutting out. It's just your, it is, because you got to maintain, you can get closer. I don't like, okay, that's fine. It, it sounds better when you, we play it back, trust me. But, yeah, if you maintain good volume. Okay. But it's kind of doing what it's supposed to. Okay. To prevent others' noises. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so anyway, so at my job, I've been there almost two years in April already, by the way. Congrats. And, yeah, and it's not the other place, so that's good. Yep. So potentially training to become the general manager, Ooh. which is I would be over housekeeping and food services. So it would be, like, a super awesome raise, like, yeah, that sounds like money to me. Like a, tw- probably like a $20 raise for me. Holy shit. Yeah, it would be a really good raise. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. I mean, depending on I do a good job and get the jobs, though. You will. No. Do you have to interview for it, like in-house? Well, I'm assuming so. It's, I will ha- I'll have to apply for it okay. and go from there. But, I mean, like, the company, I've been with the company on and off for the last 10, 12 years now. Mm. And I know 
all the people. So they're rooting for me. It's good. I think you got a good shot. I hope so. Put me down as a reference. <laughs> I'll keep, no, I'll, seriously. I, am, I don't care what people say. I am the best reference. Promise you. I'll give you the title to put down. Okay. Proper one. Okay, but. fine. We'll do that. So, yeah, speaking of the other place, we'll call it the clinic. Okay. Oh, why'd you make that face? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Come on. Well, I feel like certain people will know. I know. What we're they talking know. about. I know. Exactly. I, I just, I, I'm not here to talk shit. So, I'll start because it was still one of my favorite jobs. I'm being honest. Mostly because of the people we worked with, I think. That was the best part. That was the best part. We all still hang out occasionally, by not the way, all. folks. Well, yeah. Most I, of us. I was just telling somebody that the other day, too. They were like, do you know anybody from there? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's like a little there's a little group of us yeah. that get, try and get together at least once a month, every three Hopefully. months, yeah. six months. <laughs> but like, yeah, I was like, no, yeah, there's like a little tight-knit group of us that still yep. keep in contact. So I am thankful for that, for the friendships. Yeah. I mean, and it was a good it was a good job. It was fun. But I mean, we did different things. Yeah. But I don't miss the patients. There's a handful that I, like patients that I liked that I knew liked me too. So, and, and I told you the other day, like I, I haven't run into any patients. I actually ran into, obviously we can't give names, but she was an older lady. Um, she was always like nine out of 10 pain, but she was like super nice. Yeah. And, uh, I had my mask on and my uniform. I was in Fred Meyer buying something for the department. And she recognized me even with my, the COVID mask on. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to wear them if we're in uniform it's, or right. else people might complain. Um, yeah, she knew me right away and she just came up to me and just started talking to me and still happy as ever. And I, that was like one person. I was like, oh man, it's nice to see you that you're, you know, walking around. How's your, how's your pain doing? And she's like, oh yeah, it's still nine out of 10. Exactly what she said. I'm like... <laughs> It'll always be nine out of 10 for you, lady. But she's like in good spirits because you know those folks that, you know, they, they put 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10 pain. That was one of my biggest pet peeves. When you when you can see what 10 out of 10 pain looks like, 9 out of 10 pain, and I know pain is different for everyone. Right. But I still think that high end of that bracket, it's like 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10, you should probably be going to the hospital, like yeah. regardless of how you perceive pain. But you can see how people walk, and they're walking just fine, but then their pain's 10 out of 10. You're like, man, if you were 10 out of 10, it'd be de- debilitating. Yeah. So that was one of my biggest pet peeves from that job is when people put down. I remember the last, like, six months I was there, I was getting pretty uh, jaded. Mm. And uh, you remember Aaron? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember my first day there, like, he's like, I just wait. You'll be jaded. So this is me, you know, tipping my hat like he was correct. Like the last six months, I got pretty jaded. Um, so like when I get a patient that was like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and they were sitting like cross-legged playing Candy Crush and right. shit like that, especially the 9 or 10 out of 10, I was like, do you need me to call 911 for you? Uh, just straight up, man. Like, And they're like, why? Well, 10 out of 10 pain is usually, you know, you should probably shouldn't be here. Right. You should be going to the hospital. And as soon as you mentioned that, like, like, oh, well, you know, at the time I might have been, but now I'm probably around a six every time they changed it. Really? From yeah. five minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what, what do you miss and what don't you miss? 
You worked front desk, so let's just paint the picture for the folks listening. Okay, so yeah, I worked a front desk, so I got to, you know, check in the patients and be the front of the area, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, like, there's certain patients that I miss that, you know, I genuinely was like, hey, how are you? Like, how are you feeling? That conversation, you know, is always good. I don't miss, I don't know if I'm allowed to, well, never mind. Okay. Okay, so I just, I don't miss... The angry patients, I don't miss, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of miscommunication oh, yeah. in all departments yeah. and it was just exhaust. Like my last couple of months there, I was just exhausted. I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I got to go. I, I definitely developed like uh plantar fasciitis in my feet from all the walking around oh, yeah. that we did. Uh Flares up all the time. I end up like, if I'm wearing my uh work boots at the station, I have to like hop out of them like after six hours and just yeah. put on my normal shoes. I probably should stop being lazy and get some inserts for those too, but eventually I will. Um, yeah, you were front desk. I always had like a, I always have to give front desk folks props, especially in that kind of environment because we do deal with a lot of asshole people. Yeah. Given the demographic of a pain clinic, we'll just leave it at that. Um, that was one position that I didn't learn because I don't think I could have handled myself uh, verbally <laughs> in that situation. Yeah. I don't know how you guys did it. Um, what is the biggest horror story you can tell without patient information of working the front desk? I know there's a specific one that I'm pretty sure you're going to start talking about, but you might have been a different person that this happened to. Where they threw stuff, the water jug. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that was when I very first, like, brand stinking new. The only thing I've ever done before this office job was housekeeping up on the slope. So I've never worked in this kind of environment. So we get a patient who comes in, and I'm pretty sure the patient was about to get told you know, we're firing you. Yeah. So he got really upset and he came out all pissed off. And we had one of those huge water jugs where you can get water, you know, and he comes over and this guy's like 60. He's old. He's <laughs> old as hell. And he comes over and he picks it up and he throws it. And then, so we're behind the front desk and the front desk was super, super little, like just not very big. So anyways, he, there was like this trophy thing out in the lobby and he went and grabbed it and like he put his hand up and he was going to like throw it at the girls behind the front desk, which was me and uh, Zola maybe, I think. Yeah. And uh, there was another patient in the lobby who was huge. He was a beast. <laughs> he was like over six foot tall and like 300 pounds probably. Mm -hmm. He was huge. And he comes up and he grabs the guy's hand and he's like, not today, sir. <laughs> and he takes the trophy from uh, him and gets rid of it. And then the guy ended up leaving. He was all pissed off. But yeah, that was like, he was our hero. We yeah. were all were like, thank you. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. And I mean, there was a handful of times. Uh, there was plenty of times where we had pissed off patients every single week. So it's hard for me to remember a specific one. Um, I do remember... Um, one thing I learned was, and this is just assumption, you know, there's, there's chances I was wrong, but you start to learn some of the stuff people say to either 
increase their meds or, or just you just get a vibe you know you get right. you get how you, you start to learn which patients are bullshitting you yeah and which aren't um and that happened a lot given the doctor i worked for yeah who we can't say but you know exactly who i'm talking about um they all thought that you know they were best friends with him because they've been with him for years and they could get away with certain things and um that was something that, that's what i don't miss is like and maybe that was just me being jaded the last six months. Every single patient that sat down, I'm like, all right, what's this person's story and how are they going to bullshit me? Because eventually, like, the the folks that come back every month, like, you, you you know them. Right. And you're in their chart the previous month. You just know their entire history. And one of the biggest things that drove me crazy, and I've had an episode about this before, was the ones that say they have anxiety. And what was the, I'm trying to think of the most common anxiety diagnosis, a uh, situational anxiety. That's, that was an actual diagnosis for a lot of those patients. And I think, God, that's such a stupid thing. It's such a blanket term. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I'm serious. <laughs> it drove, it drove, drove me nuts because these people don't have anxiety. Uh, I feel like most of them just claim they do because they saw a meme on Facebook that had a bunch of boxes checked. Like, do you have troubles waking up in the morning or getting out of bed right? or yeah. starting anything or, or lack of motivation? You have anxiety. Yeah. And so I get anxiety is a real thing. My sister has anxiety. Right. She's fully functional and has a full-time job and is going to have a kid here soon and is getting married soon. So it's a perfect example of anxiety not, causing someone to just absolutely not move from home. Right. You know what I mean? But there was a lot of those people that came in. I just, I don't miss that at all. No. I feel like every patient was claiming anxiety somewhere on their diagnostic list. I feel like one of the, also another thing, because you remember like we would get phone calls all the time about, I need an early fill. Oh yeah. Or I've (laughs) lost my medication or um, it was stolen. Like the stories that we heard, even just that was kind of, you know, like so bogus. Like, I mean, there's just some stories you hear and you're just kind of just like, really bro? Like, no, that's not a thing. There was one guy. (laughs) I remember this guy, he used to hang around the clinic a lot too. Big guy with a beard, long hair. I actually can't remember his name at all. Um, But I remember one of his stories was, you know, he was living out of his truck the first couple of years that I knew him, blah, blah, blah. And then there was one span of three months where he started getting really bad with calling the clinic, coming in. He tried selling like those walking sticks out in the lobby. I'm trying to remember. Ah, if I, I could, know. I can't remember the name, maybe afterwards. But anyways, he would hang around a lot. But there was a span of three months where it got really bad, where he was calling like every day or he was coming in like once a week. And this is where like I started kind of catching on that he was just a bullshitter. Right. Um, he's like, oh yeah, my, uh, I had a generator stolen, um, with a bunch of stuff out of my truck while I, while I was living out of my boat. And I remember like months ago, I'm like, I thought you were living out of your truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I thought you were, you know, roughing it in negative 10 degrees the winter in your truck. But no, it turns out he was living in a boat that his, his, his boat this whole time. So, okay. At some point in time, you've afforded a boat yeah, with a generator. And you have a truck, but like the stories he would tell, like, you know, he's, he doesn't work. He's hunting in the woods and living out of his freaking truck. And he just kept getting his medication stolen. I'm like, I remember telling him, you should probably find new friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember like filing police reports and all that shit. And uh, yeah, he kept calling me. That's another thing I don't uh, miss is telephone encounters. Oh my gosh, those were the worst. If I can think of, because we call them jelly beans, the little icons right. that would fill up with how many telephone encounters you had. I don't miss that at all. That if, would give me anxiety. If I saw one right yeah. now, I'd be like, I don't want to click it, but I have to because it's red. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss that at oh, all. Yeah. The high priority ones. Like, yeah. Where you can make it red. Some of those, I'll admit now, like I would just let some of those fucking things ride, man. Oh yeah. You would read what it is. Like this person is just making this up. Like complete. This is, yeah. <laughs> I've done that too. Like just, and then like someone will catch on. Ian, close the conversation or close the telephone encounter before it was finished. I'm like. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oops. Must have been an accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't miss that. I uh, I do miss the procedure room. Really? I like doing them. I liked working the C-arm. Gross. And seeing all the needles go in people's spines. Gross. I did enjoy seeing people legit get better. I was just going to say, yeah. that was also something. I remember there was, we had this one patient and he had come in and he was, he was rough, man. Mm-hmm. He was in a bad, bad spot. And- he was like pretty sure he was homeless for a little bit and he started coming to the clinic and he had been there for like, I don't know, probably three or four months, but I feel like I just didn't see him very often. Yeah. And maybe it was because we just missed each other. But anyways, um, I remember he came in one day and he looked phenomenal. He yeah. looked healthy and happy and he, his hair was combed. Yeah. I was like, how are you? And he's like, I'm great. I'm great. I feel so good. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was good to see him like come back from being so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There was a handful. I remembered that were in rough condition and over the span of like a year or whatever, um, the procedures are actually working. I don't miss those handful of patients where like they've tried every single freaking procedure and like just nothing seems to be working. Right. I feel like that person was probably bullshitting that pain to begin with me personally. And I'm, and I'm sure if one of the doctors from the clinic come in and explain like, you know, some folks just have a pain to where yes, legit, nothing doesn't, nothing works. I'm sure that's a real thing, but I just feel like out of all the technology and stuff that we offered, for example, you remember the lady I messaged you the other day? The only name I do remember. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> her situation, and I'll just go over it quick. She got hurt at work because, yeah. like, I don't know if she was pulling a box down and she hurt her lower back. And this was, like, 10 years ago or something. And she has gone through every procedure we offer. And just nothing seems to work. And I just, I feel all of my energy and gut that that is just not possible given the fact that she was early 40s mid 40s this happened 10 years ago was she i thought she was younger than that she might have been late 30s yeah i think she was late 30s i hated her and she probably hated me because i, I got really short with yeah. her those last few days and, and even the doc was like done with her bullshit because i started compiling like um habits right and stuff you know like like proof like i did some digging like a pi <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it just like I remember doing so many procedures for her and nothing ever worked. And I just feel like it was psychological. I definitely yeah. She yeah, she's got some shit going on. So Yeah, it made me happy when she had that breakdown. I don't know if you were there. If you still work there. Uh she had a front desk breakdown because I the doc had agreed that she 
would not be seeing him every time because she oh, was one of those yeah. patients that I she think needs I, to see I him. I think I was there for that, yeah. Yeah, she didn't like me at all after that. But right. that was like my last month there, and I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely some of those patients um, I don't miss. The ones that would just keep coming in, and they're just throwing so much money towards this. I, I know insurance is paying for most of it. Um, the ones that bitched about, like, the $3 copay. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. was – that probably – it's a real thing, right? I'm not making it that up. It literally is Please tell a us. real thing. Yeah. It, like you ask for their copay, a $3 copay, and the, you know, they just throw they either throw a fit or they just say, "Oh, I don't have $3." I'm like, "You have a like you have a fresh coffee in your hand. You have $3. <laughs> Pay your copay." Yeah. Like everything else is paid for, so just give it to us. <laughs> what was the biggest dollar amount owed to the clinic that you remember? Cuz we could see that. Oh yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I think mine was 52,000. I've seen higher. I've really? Seen, yeah, I think I want to say I saw something up in like the 80s or 90s one time. It was huge. It was a huge bill. Holy crap. So there's there's one patient that I could not even with. I just could <laughs> not because, and maybe after I talk about it for a minute, you might know who she is, but she would come in and she would just, just oh, hi, honey, and you know, everybody was her best friend and she would just make her way straight to the back. Like she wouldn't even wait for her name to be called almost. And I literally could not with her. And by the time that I had left Melissa, who worked there with us, Mm -hmm. she, even she was like, just, she would crack up every time she came in because she knew how annoyed I was. Like I would just get up and leave. (laughs) I would just go for a walk. I'd go get coffee. I'd go to the bathroom. I'd go downstairs, talk to whatever. Yeah. Other people. Go outside. Like, I could not with her. She just instantly pissed me off. If you remember her name, tell me afterwards. Oh, I know her name. Okay. And you're going to uh, laugh. You're going <laughs> to okay. laugh. You might have to. Yeah, it'll probably take me a minute, but I'm assuming she was a patient of the doctor I worked with. Or maybe the other doctor. A different doctor. No. We're making hand signals of <laughs> which doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, like, eventually I'm going to evolve to, like, video feed. Yeah. Because, this, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but all bad things aside, it was still one of my favorite jobs. Uh, definitely I would do that job again versus working on the slope. Yeah. I, I'm a very homey person. I cannot ever see myself away from home for, like, two weeks. Right. Working up there, night shift. Um, I well, make as yeah. much as I do now as I did up there. So it's like, especially now yeah. that you have a family. I mean, yeah. that's, it's, it's not a place for a family man. Nope. I mean, I mean, it can be, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it Some is. Some folks make it work. Yeah. We would make it work. I just don't ever want to go back up. Right. Not that it's a thing I have to worry about because the career I'm in is probably the last job I'll ever work unless I absolutely fuck it up, which is, it can be kind of hard. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm super thankful for. I'm super thankful for the clinic allowing me to pursue my fire career. Yeah. Um, Cause they knew from the get go that eventually I was going to leave if I ever got a full time right. position at the fire department. So it was kind of cool that I know some places you, you say that like they don't even bother hiring you cause like, Oh, he could be gone in a few weeks. Right. So I'm really thankful for, I think Stephanie was the one that interviewed me who she's also going to be on the show someday once she has some time. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Um, and she knew from the get go, like, yeah, I'll be, Sometimes doing classes at night, I'll be at work super tired the next day because there's academies that go on at night, like six to 10. And then, yeah. you know, we're coming into the clinic and then weekends. Um, yeah, I busted my ass for where I'm at now. 
I remember oh. when you came in for your interview. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was right were, after a shift. <laughs> yeah, you were wearing your yeah. yeah, you were like wearing your fire clothes practically. I was like, I go home or I get there thirty minutes early because I'm just that's like one of those things for me. It's like I don't like the whole fifteen minutes early thing. It's it's half hour early or you're late in my head. Yeah. So that's what happened. And I remember uh Sam calling me. I was work I was working under the table for a landscaping business, which side note, I ended up mowing the doctor's house before I knew it was him. Oh, really? And I remember like, this, this asshole. But <laughs> here, this big ass house. And he's got a freaking uh, boathouse with an apartment above that. It's yep. bigger than my house. <laughs> um, I remember thinking that. I remember seeing the dog like on the table in their little dog bed. I'm like, this fucking dog. Spoiled ass dog on the table. Uh, I, I told Doc that. <laughs> like, dude, I've cut your grass before. but uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because a year and a half later after I worked at the clinic, I was already hired out. He had his one of his parties oh, whatever, and I go yeah. there. I'm like, I know this place. I know this lawn. <laughs> I know that fucking boathouse. <laughs> I'm like, I've cut this grass before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember Sam calling me. Um, that was a rough time for us just because I had so much trouble finding a job. Yeah. I was hit with the layoff on the slope like that October. I had missed like seven rounds of layoffs and finally they laid me off. Because I was, I was under uh, leave of absence, yeah. which is fine print that says if your position becomes unavailable, they can let you go. So I took a leave of absence to go through the fire academy to get with our local department yeah. as a, just a new uh, basic firefighter. And uh, I had to, so I had my two weeks off. I had to take a whole hitch off. Yeah. And then at the time they weren't allowing workovers, So I had two weeks off after that. That was six weeks. I was one day away from actual leave of absence. Yeah. Um, but they're like, just get on, just put in for it anyway, because you are one day. Anything can happen. You might, there might be bad weather. You can't fly up, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had just started working for, like, basically layman's terms, the indoor scaffolders. I had spent six years building scaffold outside, and I was tired of working in the cold. So I'm like, oh, let's go build scaffold inside where it's like 120 degrees in all the facilities. Oh, God. So I was still, I was the new guy all over again with a different group of scaffold builders. So I didn't really know the foreman too well. And he, I'm, he's never met me until he's like, hey, you got to go on a leave of absence. Um, anyways, yeah, that threw me in the group of layoffs. And uh, I spent that whole winter. I, I still remember today. It took me from uh, November to, I think, May is when I got the phone call from Sam right. uh, for an interview. I applied for 54 places just around here alone. Holy cow. And I had like three interviews. And I'm very good at interviewing. Yeah. I'm better now than I was then, but then I was I was pretty good. I'm pretty right. confident about it. And she called me. I was like, just got done mowing some rich lady's lawn. And she had bees. <laughs> she was a beekeeper. <laughs> and like she had apple trees and all kinds of shit. And I was, and I got a voicemail from Sam, so I called him back, and I honestly did not even remember applying for the clinic. Right. I applied for so many places. Yeah. She's like, oh, uh, this is so-and-so clinic, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're interested in, in giving you an interview. And I think I, I was like, okay, we scheduled it. And I went back on Indeed. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? And I, and I saw it, and I clicked on it, and I'm looking at, like, the requirements. And it's like, you might have to draw blood. You might have to perform procedures. And I remember calling her back. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally 
underqualified for this. Yeah. I had my ETT, emergency trauma tech certificate, which is like EMT 0.5. I take vitals. I can do basic first aid. Um, But I was just one of those guys, like, you know, applying for everything. My dad quotes Wayne Gretzky all the time. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that right. was just one of those shots I'm going to take. I'm like, ah, they're not even going to fucking call me. Yeah. I'm just going to apply to it so I can keep applying for unemployment because you got to show that you're applying <laughs> for places. Um, yeah, I called her up and she was like, no, that's okay. We, you know, we give on the job training. I'm like, all right. If I'm you gonna, want. I'm going to have to fucking wing this <laughs> shit if I get it because the description, it was like, they were describing the thing, in my opinion, like, uh, like you need a college fucking degree for it. And right, I don't yeah. have it. I told her, so I was, I don't know how many people have called a job back and said, I think I'm underqualified. Uh, you might, I think I applied. I actually said, I think I applied for the wrong job. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, screw it. I'll go, I'll go through with it. Uh, Stephanie interviewed me. She hired me that day. I started like, I think the week after. Yeah. Because the job I was working with, like I said, I was under the table. Oh yeah. I was nice enough to say, hey, I'm done next week. You know, mm-hmm. I remember making like $800 a week with that job though. Oh yeah. That's not bad though. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't under the table. Right. It was totally legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a fun job. It was a fun job. No, it was a fun job. And I am super thankful for it too. I remember, so Sam actually was the one who was like, hey, we're hiring because mm. Brian, or yeah, Brian and I had just moved back out to the Valley mm. and I was pregnant with my daughter and then I had my daughter and I didn't really feel like commuting back and forth to Anchorage because I was still working in Anchorage. So Sam was like, we have a position open for mm. front desk. You should apply, come interview. So I went and interviewed. Actually, I interviewed with Kira when I was pregnant and she didn't hire me the first time. Ouch. Because I, you know, whatever, it's fine. Didn't interview well, I guess. But, um, so Sam, Sam helped me. She put in a good word for me. Anyways, I remember going to that job and my first day I was like, I had never done anything like that ever. I was just like, this is the, why do people like this? Like, (laughs) this is dumb. And this is so frustrating and you have to click all these buttons and, and log in and passwords and usernames. And I'm just like, what is this? This is, I can't. And I told Sam, I said, I'm not going, I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> like I'm not coming back. I don't like it. Fuck that. And she was like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You have to come back. She's like, I put in a good word for you. And I was like, I don't care what you did for me. <laughs> no, I'm not going back. Finally, she talked me back. She talked me into it. So I went back yeah. and I had an open mind about it and. I, you know, and the gal who trained me was a really good trainer. She did awesome. So, but I am thankful for all, like, I learned a lot there. I learned a lot about the medical field. I could go to any medical office and get a job as front desk or receptionist or whatever. Yeah. So I, uh, I definitely learned to be more patient with people (laughs) because you have to be, um, I kind of liked Oh, another reason why I like that job is something that drives me nuts is the whole mindset of like the customer is always correct. Oh yeah. Customer is always right. I understand that mindset. I understand um, there's plenty of jobs, even my current job right now or that applies to, 
but I, I did like the fact that we had the freedom for a while, I think, when you can call a patient out on their bullshit. At least a couple times that I did, the, the clinic had my back with it because, like, you could, you could present the paper trail right. of whatever habit forming or same excuses. You know, for example, like a patient telling me that her dad died like three times in a year. So she can get an early fill on her medication <laughs> so she can fly out to the village of where she's from for the funeral. Right. You know, so things like that. That was an actual thing, right? That, yeah, yeah that I remember happened. that, yeah. Um, her dad was posting on Facebook that right, morning. Right, yeah. I checked, like, he was, you can see a little green icon that he was active. So I'm like, uh, he just shared a picture five minutes ago, so unless he died, you know, four minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll believe you. But it was nice that there was a way to... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I did that on purpose. We try to get the cork pops too with our with our you know. I didn't even realize you had to. Jesus, those are gigantic. It's fine. Um, I liked a job backing us when the customer was not right. Right. Instead of kissing their ass, because the worst place I've ever worked at was Home Depot. Oh, when I it know. Comes, yeah, the I've customer heard. is always right. I've heard this. <laughs> yeah. So. Speaking of Home Depot, <laughs> here we go. Um, there's a, there's a guy named uh, John Dawson. I listen to his podcast a lot. I'm actually wearing his shirt. I I, I it's, it's all gonna make sense. Is he? He's not local. No, he's from Texas. Oh, okay. Um, he's gonna be on the show someday. I I, I did his uh, coffee review two weeks ago with Stephen. He does much love coffee. I think I sent you a picture of the bag. Yeah, you did. Um. He hates Home Depot. So I was just speaking with him last week. I said, dude, I used to work at Home Depot like 15 years ago. And there's a reason why, like, they're just shit. Right. The customer service sucks ass compared to, like, Lowe's. So what I'm getting at is 15 years ago when I was 19. So it was, like, 16 years ago because I was 18. They hired me on, and their whole, like, orientation process, it was changing around that time when I first started. And I remember the store manager and like the group of 10 of us watching all these slideshows and the history of fucking Home Depot, he always started with this story. He's like, this, is, this is how much we love our customers. The customer is always right. And there's a story, whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but like back when Home Depot first started, there was a customer that brought four tires to Home Depot and said, I would like a return. These are the wrong ones. Right. Everyone on the planet should know that Home Depot doesn't fucking sell tires. Yep. But because they catered to this customer, they created a lifetime customer because they refunded him for his tires. That he didn't buy there. That he didn't buy there. But then he ended up spending that money in the store and then he was always a return customer, blah, blah, blah. So they always had this tire like on a fucking trophy stand or whatever, like reminding them of when that happened. Every Home Depot store, I don't know if they have it now, but then... They had a, a mock tire that was like a trophy and it, re- it reminded folks like, yeah, this is, this is the level we take our customer service at. That's which to me is like, okay, that's that, I guess that's, that's fine. But then they would go into this speech. They would say, and I, and this is a not exact quote, but damn near close. Walmart is the number one retail in the country. Home Depot is number two. Mm-hmm. And they would say, to be number one, we have to be like number one. Right. So that's where a lot of that, uh, the training for the new employees started coming in. Like they started hiring more like part-timers than full-timers. Um, they started 
you know, you ever go to Home Depot and the guy's like wearing a freaking a pro hat. Right. Yeah. I'm an expert in this department. Yeah. You get those hats after watching like a 15 minute slideshow of like hardware. Yeah. So like you're not an expert. Now, granted, there are people that have worked there for like 20, 30 years because their benefits are still great. You do get like their their stock. I don't know if you get free shares or you get like really cheap shares, but their stock is like phenomenal right now. So if that's something you're interested in, folks, if you want to work at Home Depot and get Home Depot stock, I guess you can go do that. But <laughs> there are people there that have been there for a while, and those are experts. I mean, there's people at the Home Depot in our local town in which we live in that are still there that were there when I was there. Right. So like I go to those people because I know, okay, you've been here 30 years, you know, your shit, but that, and I'm not knocking on Walmart employees. There's, there's, there's plenty of folks that are phenomenal Walmart employees, but there's still like a, a, like a mindset or lack of training, I guess that they give. So you have very similar similarities of just those mindless Walmart employees that yeah. are at home Depot. And there's more of those than there are experts. Yeah. So I was, John Dawson made a post on Instagram like every time he, he avoids Home Depot as much as possible. He's a contractor. So he goes to Lowe's a lot. But yeah. he had to go to Home Depot on a specific day. And there's like four times over the two years I've been following him that he had to go to Home Depot. And every time it's a shit experience. So I messaged him like, dude, this is why, man. Like, because those people, 90% of them aren't experts. They have no idea right. what they're doing. So that's just my experience with Home Depot because I, I remember going through that shit and I didn't know anything and I had to learn everything. I read up on the tools. I was in fucking hardware and plumbing and millworks, I think is where I worked. Yeah. I, that was my designated areas. But that's the reason why. Folks. I always loved, I always loved going to Home Depot. I just love, like, I'll just go to walk around. But I remember when I was a kid, like my dad would take us there. I always was like, I'm going to work here. I like this. <laughs> I like this. I want to work here. And I applied, I must have applied like an ungodly amount of times. Mm -hmm. Like, and I never, ever, ever, ever got to work at Home Depot. And then I remember when you, when you, <laughs> I remember hearing about your Home Depot story. Yeah. Like it was a very detailed, long story. And then I, then I kind of was like, I'm not working there. Like, yeah, it was yeah. good thing. I didn't work there. Yeah. I remember oh, which story did I tell you like when they tried, it was, it was why you, I think it was why you left, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was well, a huge thing. Well, there's a couple of reasons, yeah. So, like, my buddy James and I were, like, the only brown people working <laughs> at this specific <laughs> store at the time. And, uh, yeah, there was there was a point in time. That this was actually one incident. This, this led into, like, two years after this incident happened. But ever since this particular incident happened, it was weird working for Home Depot for the remainder of the two years of the four that I worked there. Yeah. Um, so Home Depot tried selling TVs at one point in time. I'm telling you the story again, but this is for the audience as well. They tried selling TVs at one point in time and we worked in the delivery department. So we had to wear the aprons like all the other yeah. employees did. We weren't necessarily experts in a specific department. Um, we just got a bunch of, we got like a pick list in from uh, someone that lived 300 miles away pull everything, package it up, saran wrap it on a pallet, whatever, and send it out. Yeah. Even local deliveries, but most of it was uh, like bush orders and stuff like that. Or the slope. Those sucked because it was a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyway, our, our schedule was like 5 a.m. to 1 p.m., Monday through Friday. And they tried selling TVs at one, time, one point in time, and TVs started going missing. Like someone was stealing the TVs. Yeah. 
And uh, I remember they called my buddy James and I. They called me in first. James is a police officer now. He is a five foot six, five, five, sorry, James, uh, Asian with (laughs) a Southern accent. (laughs) So I think he's from Orlando. So, I mean, that took me a while to get used to that. He's one of, still one of my good friends. I talk to him every now and then. Um, yeah, so he's kind of short Asian with Southern accent and he, and he, he loves guns. He is the human Google machine with guns. And you just like, I think a lot of my persona in the work environment actually came from James. He was just like one of those guys. I don't give a fuck. Right. Fuck you. I'll walk out of here right fucking now with a (laughs) cigarette. You know, (laughs) so I think I got a lot of that from him. Um, But they called me back first and they sat me down in this little room with a light. Okay. I'm serious, man. And there was a computer. It was HR's room, but it was like a fucking interrogation table. Was there a two-way mirror? No. That was the only thing they were missing. Um, And there was HR and assistant manager, like, writing everything down. Like, everything I would say, everything they would say. And long interrogation short, (laughs) because I was in there for 45 minutes, they basically were like, we know what you took. We just want to hear you say it. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to steal from here? I had no idea TVs were missing. Right. First off. And I was like, am I going to steal fucking lumber? Am I building a house like one piece at a time over the span of a year? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had no idea. And I eventually like pulled the car like, hey, I got to go pick up my sisters from school. I, I have to go. So they put me on like administrative leave. Um, they wouldn't let me see my file. Yeah. Right. And uh, but yeah, th- it, that's something that stuck in my head. We know what you took. We just want, we just need to hear you say it. And I felt like they were baiting me in to like, because they were like, if, if, you, if you tell us, you know, you'll, we're not going to fire you, but we, we know what you took. We just need to hear you say it. And I think some folks that are pressured into that, like they'll, they'll make it up that they stole something because they're, they've been comforted from these folks that, okay, they're not going to, I just need to, I'll just say something. I, I took this, this, maybe they really didn't take it, right. but they're saying it because they know what I took. And if I just say I didn't take it, then they're going to fire me. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't do, I didn't, I've never stolen anything in my life. Sorry. Yeah. I have no desire to steal anything from Home Depot. I'm not a tool guy. Still don't. I hardly have any tools to be honest. This is just a paycheck for me. Yeah. Got to go pick up my sister's. Sorry. So they put me on fucking administrative leave, which I was still getting paid, but I couldn't come back to work because I was under investigation. Yeah. Right. I remember running into James on my way out the door. I told him everything. And then you hear, boom, James, will you please report to the HR office, oh James? My and I'm like, I'm like, dude, good luck, man. And I make it to my car and there's a stop sign. Uh-huh. And he calls me up. He's like, yeah, I'm all done. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You were in there for like seven minutes. He's like, yeah, I pretty much told him that uh, they just pulled the only two brown people in the store back there. And, <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, dude, you pulled the race car? He's oh like, yeah, I wasn't gosh. having it. And they freaked out. But their their whole script that they started right. was the same. He's like, yeah, man. I told him, we got all kinds of cameras. They, let me back up. When they sat me down, the loss prevention HR guy, whatever, he was like, you know, we have three different types of cameras. Wide lens. We have the... Um, some other one, and we have these little pin cameras, and he pulls out his keys. And no bigger from the tip of this key. Uh-huh. All over the store. Like, he's totally trying to fucking butter me up and freak me out. But anyways, I told James that, and he's like, dude, it was word for word what you just said. And when they brought up 
you know, we know what you took. So we need to hear you say it. Uh-huh. That's when he dropped the race car. You know, you just pulled the only two brown guys to the bag, right? Good. Yeah. Good <laughs> so they him. fucking let him go. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm on administrative leave. I'm under investigation. And you just got to go home. And uh, I called my mom afterwards because she's, at the time, she was involved with, I think she was working with, uh, like, insurance claims. Yeah. So she knew, like, lawyers. She knew private investigators. She knew, like, everybody that I would need to talk to in this type of situation because I was, like, pissed. And uh, she got me a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember... I think I had a sit-down meeting with this lawyer. If I, I can't remember if I was on. I called her or I had a sit-down meeting, but I told her everything. And then the HR lady, the head HR lady, called me back that night. It was a Thursday, I think. And I said, I can't say anything unless my lawyer is present. Yeah. And she was like, you got a lawyer? I was like, yep. <laughs> she was like, she's like, okay, well, we'll get back to you. Hour later or so, she called me back and she said, um, you can return to work. You're still on administrative leave until you feel you can return to work. This is the total misunderstanding. Blah, right. blah, blah. Like yep. they were totally fucking yep. running scared. I ended up going to work like that next Monday. So I got paid for that Thursday, that Friday. Long weekend. Like, Fuck it. Yeah. Long weekend. long weekend. But <laughs> ever since then, when I was working there after that, they would try to find the stupidest shit. So the, among the dozens of dumb things, the one I remember, uh, James was a smoker. So every time he took a smoke break, 15-minute smoke break, two a day you're allotted plus a lunch, um, I would just go with him. I didn't smoke. I just sat with him. We sat there and just reminisced over how much we fucking hate this place (laughs) while he chain-smoked in 15 minutes. Um, (laughs) So this was in Anchorage. I'm just going to paint the picture. This was, uh, I think, the Northway Mall Home Depot. Oh, okay. You remember where Red Robin was right next to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. There's a little wall. You got Home Depot here. There's a brick wall, and then there was Red Robin. Gotcha. You had to go off company property to smoke your cigarettes. So we would go on the other side of that wall, which is Red Robin property. Yeah. That's where everyone smoked. They had a bench set up, millions of fucking butts all over the place. That's where everyone hung out with, right? Um, I say this because you had to go off company property. Your, Your smoke breaks were on the clock. Right. But you have to go off company property smoke a couple months later it was winter time and there was a there's a coffee stand that's in that parking lot that used to be uh what the hell was it called it was like a costco but it was different it was owned by oh, Walmart. It was sam's sam's club yeah, yeah sam's club they had a coffee stand yeah and because we got there so early in the morning our 15 minute break was like 7 a.m yeah so we would hop in his car go over i'd always get a red bull every fucking day and come back. Well, they pulled us back, said that uh, we left company property on the clock. And they tried slapping us on the wrist for that. And I'm like, so you're jumping on our ass for going to the coffee stand that's technically in the same parking lot because it's all connected by the same fucking pavement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everyone can has to go off company property for their smoke break. I'm just using this 15 minutes not to smoke. We're going to get a Red Bull and coming back. Like yeah. Little shit like that. But they tried pinning us on like stealing company time because we were going off property to buy a Red Bull or like stu- dumb ass shit. So man. dumb. Yeah. Petty. So yeah, it was just a series of that for about two years straight. Things like that on that scale of, of stupid stupidity. Um, and eventually 
they wanted to terminate me for using Facebook on my 15 minute break in the break room. What in the hell? Yeah. I swear to God. That's ridiculous. We were working at like the Abbott store. This is my last day. Now it's all coming back. I haven't told this part of the story in a long time. The Abbott store, uh, they pulled me back. It was around, it was just before Christmas, I think. I think we were setting up for like the holiday type decor bullshit. And uh, they had saw me use Facebook, which like that was totally new to me. Um, I, I, I actually didn't get my first fucking smartphone till way late in the game of right. smartphones. And I was off. I didn't, I wasn't in the social media or anything like that. Now look um, at you. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now it's like heroin. <laughs> no. um, I remember sitting on the, I remember the day I was like, I, I was sitting on the couch, like all excited for my iPhone 4S, which was my first <laughs> iPhone. Tiny little yeah. block. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like going through it. And like a couple days later, that that's what they pinned me on. Like you're stealing company time by on being on your phone on company time. But I was like, but I'm always I was on my break. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, social media, smartphones was still like a gray area kind of thing at the time. Um, so they were going to let me go for stealing company time. And before, like they said, we're terminating you. I was like, I quit. <laughs> like, I, I quit and I got up and I grabbed my coat and I was like walking out and they had to escort me out. Oh my yeah, God. Like they were following me at a distance and, uh, I went to James and my buddy, um, fuck, I haven't seen him in years. Big Samoan guy, Ellie. Uh, I was like, oh, guys, uh, they're firing me for stealing company time while being on my phone while on my break, on the clock in the break room. <laughs> I said oh it just like gosh. that. I walked out, and that was the last time I ever, went, I ever worked at Home Depot. How long did you work there? I worked there for two years. And then I did like a seven month break where I went and worked for the municipality of Anchorage, like a union job, um, parks and rec, but it was like really good pay at yeah. the time. And then that was only seasonal and I ended up going back to Home Depot. So first two years I was in deliveries with James and then seven month break. And then he calls me up, He's like, dude, are you looking for, uh, looking for a job? They're hiring. We started this new merchandising execution team where like we wore the orange polos. I'm sure you see them at Home Depot oh, yeah. now. And we empty out the bays, you know, like, for example, mine was uh, hardware. So I had a lot of DeWalt stuff and like they would send the, uh, it's called a planogram where they, how they want the bay to look. Everything was like price pointed. It's always the most expensive thing towards the front of the store to the least expensive. Yeah. Um, specific changes of how they wanted the bay to look, whatever. And we would, we would take that apart and set those up. And that's kind of what we did all over the store. Inventory counting. So he's like, this is a new thing they're doing. You know, they're getting rid of the inventory counters. They're getting rid of the third-party companies that come in and do it, and they're creating their own. Yeah. So I did that for like two years. Um, it was like $12 an hour when they first started. I first started making ten fifty in deliveries. Right. So it was like twelve fifteen an hour, and I put two years of my life into doing it, and the raises were just shit. Um, it was like perfect. So So – what I kind of found out was the reason why they really fired me was they plan on downsizing a lot of their seasoned employees to hire cheaper. Yeah. So those guys are are probably making less than I did like right now. Yeah. Because they ended up firing James. They ended up firing almost everybody that had been there as long as we have. And then they hired back cheaper labor. Like, cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So 
because they all got rid of us on like our two year anniversary with the company. But I remember getting a 14 cents raise like two, like this all happened in like a month. Like I got a raise. It was like a spit in the face. It was like 14 or, or 28 cents, something like that. Something right. just like pitiful. And, um, of course we were all pissed off and then they let us go within that same month. Yeah. So yeah, never again, man. I try to avoid Home Depot as much as possible. I bet. Um, you live like right across the street from it. I know, but <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I'll still go when I absolutely need to, but I'll go to Lowe's. Yeah. Because I don't have any beef with Lowe's. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so yeah, are you still nervous? No, I'm okay. Yeah, so it's not okay. so bad. No, it's not. You can be a regular, right? This has been an interview, sure. actually. Yeah, no, this is great. This is a surprise yep. interview. Cool. I need more regulars. I'm good at interviews. Good. I, so am I. I also love interviews. So. Good. Maybe we'll do an episode on interview advice for folks that are nervous about it. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. I think I've mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I did a mindset three-part freaking series <laughs> episode where I would, like, I grilled, like, the whole anxiety thing. I grilled people being lazy and blaming the laziness on anxiety. Gotcha. Which makes people with actual anxiety probably pissed off and PTSD and all, yeah. all, all sorts of things. Um. Uh, part of that series, I explained, you know, you can apply for jobs that you have absolutely no experience over and doesn't mean they're not going to hire you. Yep. You shouldn't be intimidated. And I think the third one was like, I think a, a main reason why people stay unemployed is they're nervous for interviews. And I kind of gave off some, some pointers. So I don't know, maybe it's hard to get a niche or like a direction we're going with this podcast because we're coming off of like politics. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm going back and forth. I'm going to bring in politics like my guests and co-hosts can say whatever the hell they want to say. Yeah. And I can just sit here and be like, oh, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. You Nod. can. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think I still might do that. There might be some test episodes I'll do. There you go. Um, see how it turns out because it's going to be really hard for me to not jump all over I know that. it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, no. No, you can say it. Go ahead. No, it's, it's I'm just are. no, I'm just saying. I know how hard it's going to be for you, so yeah. I just I feel like I feel like you should be able to communicate it, but I know like certain things you can't. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you could have like a little whiteboard and you can just write down your comment and show it to your guests, <laughs> and then and then you they know, can say it. Yeah. Like they speak through me, <laughs> yeah. or I could speak through them. Um, that's a good idea. I've never thought of that. Um, I know I'm going to have to have like stickies. That's why I kind of like this thing still because this this is actually the letter I got. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, so that reminds me, keep it cool. To keep it cool. Um, Don't say yeah. anything silly. Nope. I thought about making a second one, a second podcast. Yeah. Um, which I'm comfortable saying I might make a second one, but if and when I do, like I'm not going to share it on any of my social media. So my audience would be private, totally from the ground up. Oh, okay. Most of my audience started from all of you guys. Yeah. Like when I would share it on Facebook for this, um, but that one would be uh, totally brand new. No one would know that I had it. Yeah. And I keep playing with different ideas. Like my buddy John and Steven, like we read a lot about not necessarily, not even politics. It's weird saying like, yeah, it's, it's weird saying things like COVID, um, lumping it into something political because it has been, it, it's politicized. It is. Yeah. But there's things that we can talk about that have nothing to do with politics, but then it lumps, it's get lumps, lumped into like the misinformation category. Gotcha. And a lot of the things I pull from, and I'm comfortable talking about this part of it because it's not bullshit. 
I've actually, I've looked for articles that are like totally written in different languages from different countries. And like, I've translated that just so I could, like, I hit the translate button just so I can see like how they're handling the pandemic. And once I started doing that, um, I found a website. So for example, I'm sure you've heard of like the whole hydro hydroxychloroquine debacle. Or no, you can admit if you haven't. I don't think I have. So, I don't watch. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Freddie stays away from everything, everything. which I also admire. It's <laughs> it's I don't awesome. Watch any of it? Yeah. So there's been medications or or drugs that have been frowned upon in our country um, because there's just not enough data to prove it does anything, and then people started getting banning for even getting banned for even mentioning hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or or whatever. Um, just because there's no data that proves that it does anything and, oh, it might harm more people than it does good. But what I started to find is there's, like, a bunch of countries that have been using it. And there's one specific website that I've totally proven that it's not a bullshit website, and it has a whole map of the world. And all the countries that are in green have been using hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin as, like, an early COVID treatment. So if you have COVID, they're trying this on their patients right the only countries that aren't using it is north america australia the uk and i think that's about it i don't know you haven't seen anything australia is half there there's millions of people marching in the streets almost daily wanting freedom you've seen what's going on in canada i'm sure the freaking trucker stuff i've heard about it yeah yeah, 55,000 truckers like parked solid in Ottawa right now refusing. Then they're bringing the economy down because none of the goods are going anywhere. Right. Because they're trying to fight against mandates. Um, I don't know if there's been much uprisings in like the UK. I'm sure there has. There has been all over the world. But anyways, I like this website because to me it's like, all right, let's say 70% of the world is using these pre-COVID treatments regardless if there's enough data to prove it does stuff. A lot of them are showing um, less hospitalizations. Granted, a lot of people are vaccinated, so I'm not saying the vaccine doesn't do anything. It certainly does help. But they're still doing these early COVID treatments. Yeah. So either the rest of the world, 70% of the world is wrong, or maybe some of our folks are in denial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are our doctors that are against this, are they way better than those doctors in other countries? Do they think they're way better? Or are they too far into this narrative to where if they came out and said, you know what, we've been wrong this whole time, that maybe that might uh, make them look bad yeah, and question their ability to practice medicine in the future and maybe they're scared of that? I don't know. So stuff like that. So certain things I talk about, know i think i still can i just have to be a little bit nicer i suppose when i do it that'll be hard too (laughs) because i like projecting (laughs) so i might not be that big of an asshole in person but i like being a big asshole on on social media oh yeah for sure but whatever especially when you have your facts i mean like you're so smart so i mean especially when it comes to that kind of stuff like i am you know i just like you said i stay away from all of it i don't watch the news i don't Mm. I don't blame you. I, I wish anything. I could do that. Well, yeah, I mean, it has, I mean, it's, it's okay, but like I, sometimes I get a little bit of backlash from it. Like people are like, you don't watch the news. You don't like, Oh yeah, no. you know, cause I don't, I don't vote. I don't do anything. Mm. So it's like, 
I so like after what happened, I did unfollow like every political page I can find. I actually have no political stuff really pop up on my Facebook feed unless someone like shares it. Shares it. Yeah. Yeah. But as for like pages, I don't have any of that. Like there there's some um internet influencers that I still follow, like Joe Rogan, who's under a lot of shit right now. Um Hodge twins, they're conservative black men. Right. Um, John Dawson, conservative. Well, I won't label him conservative, but he leans that way, black man. Yeah. Um, so I still follow certain influencers, and that's kind of where I see some of that shit shared because they still share stuff. But for the most part, I don't I don't see it anymore. And a lot of the stuff I, I read is, like, secondhand. Like I said, I'll just – someone will share it. My dad still sends me stuff, and sometimes yeah. I'm like, uh oh trying to stay away from that but it's kind of hard it's kind of hard because a lot of the stuff that was labeled misinformation is now surfacing to be true like right the whole mask thing don't yep. do anything and I, I, like unless people are they they followed the cdc first and now cdc is saying something and now they're no longer following what the cdc says because it contradict what they said before yeah so i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go man it gets me fired up I know. I can see that. It's like, I'm not trying to make enemies. I'm just like, guys, you know, it's okay to think outside the box. And if there's something you read that might contradict what's going on and you don't like it, then cool. You don't like it. Well, yeah. I'm not going to hate you for it. Exactly. So everybody's entitled to their own whatever. For box. the most part. Except for me. Yeah, obviously. Because cancel culture has tickled my butt a little bit recently. Yep. <laughs> Call it that, I guess. I don't know. Fuck That's it. all they did. <laughs> right? It's fine. It's fine. It's been fun trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. We've gone over some ideas. I've shared my big idea about coffee. I'm really excited about that. You should be. You all are going to be like taste testers, by the way. Uh, First one. Yeah. Like, like I want just like fucking be honest to you. Like if it's shit, if it tastes oh like no, shit. I'll tell you. Yeah. Please, I know you will. I'll tell but you. <laughs> I, I want to get it right. I want it to be good. Oh, yeah. To That'd justify $20. For a 16 ounce bag. Right. Which now that I think of it, I did Google the average coffee price and it was 12 ounces for 15.38 in America. So I'm like, all right, yeah. maybe 19.99 isn't too bad. I'll throw in a sticker. There you go. Some merch. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I've been looking into like logo designs. There's some, uh, there's an app out there called Fiverr, which, uh, you can find artists on there and you can find people who do like voiceover stuff from home, gotcha. which by the way, they make up from 20 to $400 an hour for those guys that have those deep voices and they do like commercials That's and voiceovers, weird. but you can hire folks to do that. Um, I have Aaron on deck when he's done doing a studying cause he has that deep voice. Oh yeah. And he'll be, he would be good at that. Yeah, in yeah. a world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's, I want him to come in. He's going to mess around with that. Cause he said he wants to do a side gig of doing those voiceovers on the same app. Oh, that would he, be like, so he messaged cool. me and he's like, dude, I know you got the mics. I'm like, dude, you got the voice. But once we get him dialed in and used to talking to a mic. Right. Um, I want him to do like, you're listening to small town famous, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to use him to do that. Uh, he did send me some voiceover guys that like for 35 bucks, uh, you can, I can get the guy that does uh, a lot of the action oh, trailers, yeah. you know? Really? Yeah. Wow. Like he's on Fiverr and like his little trailer is like two minutes As long. As if he doesn't make enough money. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
he's either I'll 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 back up. He's either the guy that does it or he's a guy that sounds oh, okay. 100% okay. just like the guy that does it. So uh the trailer he's like in a leather jacket, you know. He look he's like 60 years old or something. He's got greased black hair, you know. And he's got this producer guy in the background. He's like, "All right, and action." He's like, "In a world." He's like, "No, it's not a world. It's uh it's it's uh, it's bigger than that." in a galaxy <laughs> and he just starts doing this for like two minutes long <laughs> that's his trailer like hire me to do it but gotcha surprisingly it's like 35 minutes for oh, i'm sorry 35 dollars for like two minutes of audio or something like they break it down like we'll we'll do a 30 second ad or two 30 second ads for you whatever script you write up um and that comes with one correction or something like that there you go. So I'm like 35 bucks to get the guy that's either the one that does it or sounds just like it. I might do that if Aaron doesn't want to do it. Right. But uh, there's a lot of tweaking and editing that they actually do. Some guys have that voice that you don't need to do it. This guy in particular is probably someone you don't need to edit or anything. Yeah. But I've learned how to tweak the effects. Like I've done it for myself. I just don't have that that voice, I think. I don't know. But the, you can tweak it to make you s- sound like that. Like it, it raises your bass levels or lowers your high levels and gotcha. sound more in a world. <laughs> you do. You kind of do have I a don't voice. Know. You it's need right. to practice it it's more. Right. Though. Yeah. yeah. But it's, make it a regular thing and practice it. It would have to take that mic because that mic is actually more crystal clear sounding, can be. Right. And like guys will be in like a sound booth where it's just them putting their head in this box. That's totally soundproof coming in, gotcha. going out and uh, saying the same line for six hours straight until you got it right. But someday. That's funny. Yeah. You never actually like, you know, until you brought it up, you know, you know, like don't think about what goes on behind the scenes, like just with the announcer, you know, yeah. it's like the people who are kind of narrating the previews or whatever. It's like, oh, I got, that's like, that's his actual job. Yeah. Like they do that. Interesting. I've seen a lot on TikTok because I think it's because I talk about it a lot. Yeah. It's all in my algorithms. There's even the guy, you probably don't know video games too much, but the guy that does um, the voiceover stuff for the game Halo, mm-hmm. he's old as shit now, but that's all he does. I've, I've, I hated Halo. I, I, I couldn't stand it. I don't really like the futuristic portion of it, but I remember like playing the multiplayer and like you would kill two people and it's like double kill. Oh yeah. So the guy that does that voice, like he was on my TikTok and he just stood there and he's like, triple kill <laughs> double kill <laughs> you know he's just doing his voice i'm like fuck i don't really i didn't play halo for maybe more than five minutes of my entire life but i know that and then he right. turns the camera around he's like this is my little setup and he had a mic just like this actually the old the bigger version the bigger sister of this mic yeah in this white box and you just see his house around it and that's all he does like when they need the halo guy to do his stuff that's what he does and he he doesn't look, I mean, he's got like a fucking comb over. He's got big Coke bottle glasses and his teeth are all like jagged. And he's old and he's like, like yellow teeth, you know, but like double kill. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that'd be sweet. But yeah, I kind of read into it and the average people like 20 to $400 an hour to do that. That's crazy. But you got to be like really good at it. Yeah. And there's, there's people that do like voiceovers for anime, like people trying to make an anime show on YouTube and they need voice actors to do it. People make money from that. I just want more money. <laughs> do we like who doesn't? Well, no. Yeah, I so, agree completely. I could do it with this stuff. 
You could do it with this stuff. So if, It'd be uh, easy. If coffee doesn't work. Voiceovers. Maybe I'll be the new <laughs> double kill. <laughs> Triple kill. I'm just going to have Aaron do it. He's got the deeper voice. Yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll fine. Be he'll be good at it. That would be fun. Yeah. Anyway, you got anything you want to add now that you're comfortable with it? Do you think you can be a regular? Yeah. I, can be a regular. I need regulars, folks. I'm the regular. Okay. I'm the regular. So I think that we should do something. Because I was thinking about this when you brought up the slope. We should do stories from the slope. Ooh. Because I was a housekeeper and yeah, I have. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I have an ungodly amount of awesome stories. <laughs> um, yeah. No, we could do that. We could do like a. Uh, I won't say. I don't know. Work, what would you call it? Work history stories. Something like that. There you go. I yeah. don't want to say like most hated jobs. Like I never really hated slope job i just well, yeah. didn't like being up there but i didn't hate my job either but i do have some Ugh, yeah that's gross it is so I'm gross sorry. it's disgusting i hated i do not recommend housekeeping folks. on the slope no. but you know Wait, well how much time do I have? it's only been an hour and 24 should we do like a little thing or do you have you have to be somewhere uh i don't have to be anywhere but i do need to use a restroom <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> intermission and we're back hi Freddie had to use the bathroom. I had to walk over to the house because you're the first female that actually had to use the bathroom because John <laughs> and Steven just piss outside and damn it. I could. I just, no, I'm more ladylike than that. Whatever. A little bit anyway. Yeah, please don't do that in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we were talking about horror stories from the North Slope. Let's, we, so I think you have enough to where we can have a whole other episode on it. Oh, definitely. But at least share a couple. Um, so for our listeners that don't know what the North Slope is, it is basically just fucking Google Alaska. Look at the very top of Alaska, and there's a bunch of oil fields, all kinds of different oil companies, and it sucks working up there. It's like prison <laughs> because there's nowhere you can go. There's not a damn tree in sight. It's all flat and tundra and cold. It's terrible. It sucks. It's terrible. It's like going to frozen hell. It is going to frozen hell. Yeah, it's it's frozen hell for sure. And then when it's not frozen, it's summertime, and there's just mosquitoes all over the fucking oh place. Oh, my gosh. The mosquitoes Swarms. are terrible. Yeah. I remember the first summer that I was there. It's all dirt roads up there, gravel roads. Uh, you can only go 45, max speed, usually, depending on what camp you're from. Yeah. Um, but I think all of it's like, it's like north slope wide. It's 45 miles an hour. Right. Anyways, we're driving down, and I see this freaking dust cloud moving across the road, and I'm like, is that a dirt devil or dust devil or whatever, <laughs> you know? And then this guy named Freddy. Oh, that's uh, weird. Yeah, right? Uh, he's like, hey, no, that's, those are the mosquitoes. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off, man, seriously? And it was just this gigantic thick cloud of fucking bugs, dude. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't miss that whatsoever. No, the mosquitoes are so bad. Like, we as housekeepers didn't get out very often, but when we did go out, we'd, like, go drive around or something, you know, we would stop somewhere, and then, that, like, it would be for literally five seconds because the mosquitoes were so freaking bad. And they're big and hairy. They are disgusting. Yeah. They're, like, a whole different animal up there. <laughs> Those are the, so they are what causes, like, the caribou super herds to fucking migrate because they're just, getting eaten alive right so i know they're a part of the ecosystem and yeah. shit like you can't be like i wish all mosquitoes were dead because then i'm sure that would change everything up there but holy shit i remember like trucks the air intakes would get clogged up from yep. the mosquitoes if they were left running you know 
seen pictures of that in like the newspaper. The guys were just pulling out these that's disgusting. handful of freaking hairy mosquitoes that are the size of like quarters or bigger. Gross. Yeah, I don't miss that. Um, I don't have like too many horror stories for me. I have times where the work sucked. I have like times where I'm digging eight feet deep into the snow. Yeah. For my specific job that required to do that. Uh, Cause the snow was just it hardly ever really snowed up there. It was just blown in. Yeah. So it would compact like styrofoam and you can chip away the snow like styrofoam blocks. I used to build scaffold outside and we'd had to, uh, we worked with the corrosion crew, corrosion department, because a lot of the pipelines up there, they'd get a lot of rust underneath the insulation of the pipes and they would sit on those vertical support measures every 50, 60 feet. Yeah. And a lot of the rust would accumulate to those pipes where they were bound down. And we had to build scaffold and we had to lift the line off those vertical support measures. And that's required us to dig down to actual ground because they would never let us lift off of the snow, right. which would probably be rated okay because of how packed the snow was. But without getting the fucking further detail of that job, sometimes, yes, we were digging eight to 10 foot holes in the snow just to lift these pipelines off the ground. And uh, so I don't really have horror stories, like gross stuff, just like, working out in negative 84 wind chill, watching the urine freeze as it leaves your body. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, that could be a different episode, but at least touch on some horror stories. Maybe not give away the best ones yet because we will do an episode on it. Okay, so I won't give away the best ones. I will tell you my very first awful, awful experience on the slope. I am, mind you, I am 20 years old. I am married. I am a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. At the time. At the time. Okay. At the time, yeah. At the time. So uh, anyways, very naive young girl have not ever experienced anything like the North Slope in my entire life. Mm. Disgusting. Yeah. Anyways, so I am, it's like my first week being alone as a housekeeper. And I feel like I've got a pretty good routine. I've got my stuff down. I've got my rooms done, my beds done, all my, everything, everything. I'm like killing it. and. I go into this room and he has a bed change. So he's like my last bed change of the day. So I go in there and I go to take his sheets off and his blankets off of his bed. And he has a TV remote on his bed. So I grabbed his TV remote and I accidentally turned on his TV. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I accidentally turned on his TV and this porno came up and it was so loud like he had head plugs or he had uh ear head what are these called headphones headphones there we go he had headphones but he unplugged them (laughs) so the the tv was just super super loud with a porn like awful 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 experience and i literally did not know what to do i threw the remote (laughs) at the tv and i ran out into the hallway like somebody was going to help me i run out <laughs> to the hallway and i look to my left i look to my right and there's nobody there yep. nobody can help me so i finally go back into the room take a deep breath i'm like trying my like i am trying not to even look at the tv because i'm literally sitting right now so i don't look at the tv and i'm like trying to press buttons i'm trying to turn it down i'm trying to turn it off and it's just like finally it goes off and i literally like i thought i was going to die i just was like oh my gosh that was terrible. That was disgusting. Ew, gross. And I was like, I hope oh my husband my never God. watches this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Yeah, he does. Okay. <laughs> 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 but 
But yeah, that was my very first. God, it was so bad. It was so bad. Now I remember. So trying to explain how uh, it is up there. So a lot, you know, a lot of people call these areas camps. And a lot of people that have never been up there, you're thinking like tents and shit. No, no, that's not the, it. The best way to describe it is there are just these big buildings, sometimes two to three stories. And it's like a hotel, motel, right? Hotel, hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's like a hotel. Yeah. And there's usually like two beds to every room for the most part. Some folks got lucky and they had single status rooms, but you would always have like a night shift guy and a day shift guy. And so you would never really, sometimes you were sleeping at the same time as somebody else. If you were that unlucky. Yeah. But which I've had to before. That was weird. Like two beds, a little tiny divider, and you're both sleeping in there. And you would always, I would always get the guy that fucking sawed logs at night. Oh, I would yeah. never fucking sleep sometimes. Right. And you're up there for two to three weeks at a time on average. But most of the time, you had an alternate in the room. So I was night shift for six years, and 90% of the time, I always had a day shift worker. Yeah. So I would just see them in passing sometimes. I wouldn't even see them. Um, so I'm just trying to like paint the picture for people that have no idea what it's like up there. But right. we would have housekeepers, and I, I, uh, <laughs> people are uh, humans are fucking gross. <laughs> the the male species uh, for some of these <laughs> people are fucking disgusting. They are disgusting. I try to be as clean as possible. Yeah. Ever uh, I've always have, but like you know sometimes I w- I would have that alternate, and they would have like. The mud that would they would just walk right into the room and then there was just dirt prints all over the fucking place. I'm like, I have to deal with this. My housekeepers have to deal with this. I certainly hope they think or they know it's not me doing this fucking shit. Yeah. But I would, I honestly, I would never sleep in the sheets under the covers. I would sleep on top of the bed. So how it was made, that's how it was when I left. Right. Like you would see my little body form on top of the mattress <laughs> but i would hardly ever use the blankets yeah um i think i ended up bringing my own or i would just sleep fully clothed and warm i just i don't know man i just never used the blankets i hated the blankets up there yeah they're so did cheap. you have the brown blanket yeah they Ugh, reminded me of disgusting. like 1970s blankets they would hand you on like an airplane or yeah. something yeah uh they sucked the walls were like an inch thick oh my gosh so that i was like okay so that probably that video that probably popped on for you like i can't imagine what the guys next door <laughs> would think was going yeah, on there is probably a day sleeper on the other oh, side that sure. heard it so that's great yeah i would i would hear everything so i guess i did have some gross stories and i'll share one of mine this was probably the last year i was up there so i got pretty lucky with not running into weird shit right um and because this is an explicit podcast, rated our podcast, I'm just going to go ahead and fucking say it. Uh, there was a dude having a FaceTime moment with his wife back home. Oh, no. I think he must have had headphones on because he didn't hear how loud he was being. Yep. And you just heard the fapping <gasps> and his moaning and her fucking moaning coming through the speakerphone. Oh, my God. So that tells me he didn't have headphones on, now that I think of it, because I could hear her. Oh, yeah. Unless the headphones were loud. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Just think laying in a bed that's up against a wall. On the other side of that wall is more than likely the other bed. Yes. Butted up against it. And I had to hear this moment he was having with his wife. 
You know what? And he probably didn't have headphones because they literally don't care up yeah. there. Like I, they don't know. Now that I think of it, yeah, it's probably no, the he case. He probably didn't have headphones. <laughs> he was probably like, yeah, listen to me, guys. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, my God. It was. I think I, I remember telling Nicole. Yeah. I, I messaged him. I'm like, dude, I just heard this dude fucking fapping and moaning oh and all kinds of gosh. shit. And I'm like, God damn it, man. This sucks. That's when I started really hating it up there, I think, too. Just I was so over it. Yeah. I hated um, the few days before you had to fly up. You just had no motivation to do anything. Right. It's and exhausting. It's totally exhausting. Yeah. And I've never been like, I've never been depressed. But I feel like that would be borderline. Just the, the like, I don't know, just the thoughts like, fuck, I just hate this shit. Well, yeah. And I feel like uh, every slope worker probably feels that way at some point. So I know for me, like it was like, the second I got to the airport in Anchorage to fly to the slope, mm-hmm. I would just be like, man, fuck this shit. I yeah. hate it. Like, Every time. I fucking hate <laughs> this. Like it literally, I would get up there and it was just the same shit. Every day yep. you work, you fucking don't get a day off, you know, and then you have like lame ass people who like actually call off on the slope. Mm-hmm. That was enough. That's a whole nother story itself. Yeah. Like that shit was bullshit, but I don't know. It just like drained me. I was like, ugh. So if you think of it, so I worked out there for six years. Yeah. So the average type of shift you would work is two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. Let's just throw the average out. There's some funky ones out there that some guys do like four months on, three months off. But um, you always had an alternate that you would never really meet. Right. Unless they were doing work over. Um, So I did six years. Five of those six years, I was night shift. I did two weeks on, two weeks off, and three weeks on, three weeks off eventually. Yeah. So what she means by no days off is, so for me, us scaffold builders, we did 12-hour shifts. I worked 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. every single day of the two and or three weeks that you were up there. Yep. So basically, yeah, it was the same thing every day. You would wake up at 6 p.m. I would wake up at 6 p.m. I'm sorry, 5 p.m. My breakfast would be dinner. Yeah, the meatloaf. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the food. Diet. The food up there wasn't bad, but after a while, you get like doesn't matter. Like the king crab legs that you get to eat for free. Everything up there was free, right? In a way, I mean, you are giving your fucking life away up there. I guess that's what you're paying for, basically. But you would work half your life up there if you think of it. So the six years that I worked there, which isn't much compared to a lot of people that have been up there since the oil field started. Yeah, divorced six times and that are four hundred pounds and have every fucking COVID morbidity that you can imagine. But <laughs> um, um, I worked three years straight, if you think of it, of my life out of the six. So, yeah, I made like 78000 That's probably pushing it. A year, I don't know. Depends on if I did workovers. You could easily bring in a lot of money, but you're sacrificing so much fucking time. And that's, yeah, the feeling, the three days beforehand. And, you can, and if Nicole was here, she could totally... Um, back me up on this. Like oh, yeah, she would know sure. my mood changes. Yeah, days before having to go up. Like fuck yeah, I had two weeks off. I had I'll just go. I had three weeks off. Most of the time, I was three on three off. I had three weeks off. I did. You know, the first few days you come back, you're just happy to be back, right? And you don't really do a whole lot. You kind of adjust being back. I had to adjust being awake during the days. Yeah, which was weird. And then I would get a a shitload done around the house for like a week, and then that final week coming up a few days before the last week you're like fuck i gotta go back up next week 
Right. Damn it. Like All you right. already start thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And then you start kind of, I, I did some stuff and like the last four days, like I never did shit. I'm yeah. like, I get pissed off at what I didn't do. I get pissed off at uh, the thought <laughs> of having to pack my shit. I get pissed off at just thinking of the ride to the airport. I get pissed off at gate fucking C1 right? or whatever, oh <laughs> the same gosh, gate. That I we, know. Yep. C1 or C2. I would, I would get pissed off at thinking of the fucking chairs at C1. I would get pissed off at uh, watching the guys come off the plane that are about to start their time yep. off. I would give them the dirtiest looks, and they would look back at me like, hey, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're home now. Have a good hitch, bud. Yep. They're all buzzed because yep. they get their fucking drinks on the way back. Yep. You can only drink coming, or can you drink going You can't you drink can't going, drink up. going yeah, up. It was no, you drink down. coming back. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's all lit off the Yeah, dude, they're all happy. Yeah, they go to the, the bars in the airport. Like, that's what yep. we always did. Yeah. Like, it was, like, routine for us. We would just stop at the bar before we left the airport. We'd get, like, three or four shots. Yep. And just get awesome. buzzed. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing how buzzed I would get off the two shots of Crown oh, yeah. coming down. Because you go sure. two or three weeks without any alcohol. There's yep. no alcohol up there. Um, That was the best part. But so backing that up, the f- last three days of your shift... Same kind of thing. You had like no motivation to do anything. Right. Um, I got pretty lucky. Like usually the, the go home nights. Yeah. You could be fairly fucking lazy. And most of the guys were just like, yeah, we get it. Cause a lot of the guys, that was actually their go home night too. So like the whole crew for us, like, yeah, we didn't really do shit that last night. So that was kind of a nice transition. You know, we're just getting paid the fuck off. And right. I can say that now. Cause what are you guys going to do about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you get paid the fuck off. Um, that was a cool thing about night shift was we were done at 6 a.m. Uh, we do our little after action review, dumb shit. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> run to our rooms. If you didn't have anything packed from before your shift started, you get everything packed. I would always get a shower in because we would sweat our ass off even outside. Oh, yeah. Negative 80 fucking wind chill. And I hated sitting next to someone that smelled like the oil field. On a plane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I'd always shower. I'd eat like a 3,000 calorie omelet. I forget the name of it, but you could tell the cook, like, I want that. And he just puts everything on it. And it's like this big, you know, the size of this keyboard. Yep. Lengthwise. I would eat that. And that was a really cool feeling going home. And then we were those guys giving the shit eating grins to those fucking sore losers about to go yep, back up. Exactly. But, um, I don't miss that feeling because I'm home all the time now, but that was a cool feeling going, go home day was the best. Oh yeah. There, there, yeah, there's certain things that I miss about it. And it's so funny too, because like, I feel like there's a little bit of slope slang there, you know, like, yeah. like, like Oh, go home day yeah. or have a good R and R or, yeah. you know, I have two days in a bag drag, and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that was like, that was like when, it, when the countdown was on, the countdown was on yep. to go home. I was like one day in a bag drag, one day yep. in a bag drag. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, uh, Oh, man, Go Home Day was so fucking cool. I had a buddy named Adam who got me into, like, heavy metal music. Yeah. Um, Not that this song that I'm about to mention is heavy metal, but we always used to listen to It's the Final Countdown. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. So there was one time uh, back when Spotify first started, um, they were a little bit different, and I don't know if you had Spotify fucking 10 years ago or 8 years ago, but you could look up a song – and there was all kinds of like cover songs that 
Joe Schmoes like myself would do, and it would be on Spotify to stream. So we looked up Final Countdown, and there was like 14,387 fucking versions of the Final oh, Countdown. Yeah. It was in different languages. It was recorded on like, sometimes they were recorded on Xbox mics. They were like recorded on phones. You couldn't tell which one was a good song. Yeah. But we're like, one of these days, we're going to listen to the Final Countdown for an entire 12-hour shift. <laughs> and we're just going to start from the top of that list. And, fuck it. and we did it, dude. And I swear, I was like, hallucinating by the oh end of the night like gosh, we just I bet. yeah and i can't listen to the song anymore right now if i hear it even start i just <laughs> nope not even the original one like the actual real song yeah uh, no no way yeah i can see that yeah so That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there's a they'd be in different languages they'd be like a little kid just screaming the fight like we'd skip like the total trash right ones, you know like this is not even up to tempo or speed and there's no instruments or it's staticky but yeah there's a lot of different language ones uh we listen to I think another part for me too is like right before it was time to go home, you know, you get your, get to pick your seats mm -hmm. like a day or two days oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would always pick our seats like, you know, and the housekeepers always want to sit together because we had to drink on the way home and party and gosh, it was like some, there was some flights home that got pretty lit. Like if there was a huge group of us sitting together, like within like three or four rows, five rows, you know, mm. oh my gosh, it was like a total part. The yeah. flight attendants probably hated us. I bet. Oh, man. I wonder, like, what they thought about that gig. Like, was that, like, for the new ones, you think? Or, like, like the new flight attendants? Like, oh, you, you got to do two years right. of, <laughs> of doing <laughs> shared services. A flight attendant for, at least that was the company that flew up there for us. I think Alaska Airlines did, uh, they were the Prudo side. Kaparik, they had, it was shared services. Yeah, I flew shared services. Okay. And then when I was on Prudo, uh, yeah, in Prudo, I flew uh, Alaska Airlines. I can't even imagine that. Flight attendant. I wonder how many times they were the flight attendant for that, like a whole day up and down that 48 minute or hour and 20. I don't know how long it was. It was very short. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for the flight attendants though, because it's like you have like a plane full of dirty, filthy ass men that have yeah. been kept in like a cage <laughs> for the last like three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight weeks. And now it's like, you have this cute little attendant and she's like in a skirt or whatever, you know, and it's and like, all see, like, like all their eyes are on her, <laughs> like, you know, oh man, um, poor girls, poor girls. I'm sorry, guys. I know if I was ever an asshole to you. <laughs> I don't think I ever, I just put on my fucking headphones and I would always get the big fucker that would spill into my seat sitting next to me because the seats were like two and two, you know? Yeah. Always get him. I'd always, I'd never get aisle. I prefer, I would prefer aisle. For those, just because I had that space on my left, on the one side. Right. You know, um, but one thing that I took away from the slope that I still have high expectations for is getting on and off a fucking plane. Oh. Those guys. Yep. Would clear a plane in 30 fucking seconds. Yes, absolutely. For, first off, we traveled light for the most part. Yeah. And you, you didn't want to be that asshole that had all your fucking luggage brought on with you because then you're holding it up. Yep. I'm not kidding, folks. A plane, how many people do you think were on that plane? If it was full, a oh, full flight. Oh, man. It has to be over 100. Well, well over 100. Well over 100 people off a plane in less than, I'll, I'll be more reasonable, in less than three minutes. Yep. Not joking. Freddie can totally back yeah, me up. Definitely. It's like as soon as that plane lands, you stand up. Like everybody's buckle, yep. it's like in sync almost. Like the <laughs> buckles come undone, the phones turn on. Yep. You stand up, you're like, and it was like, I mean, it was like clock, whoops, 
like clockwork. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like every, like everybody just knew their place at a certain time. And like, it was like, it was awesome. Yeah. So that's, I, I miss that. So when I'm on like flying somewhere with, yeah, dude, I, every time <laughs> I, and Nicole could probably, if she was here, God, I wish she's taking a nap right now. She would be like, yep. Yep. Cause I'm like, you know, these fuckers, these people, if they wouldn't even make it on the slope or like, I just wish I was on a plane full of slope guys. Cause it's like off on, you know, like <laughs> I just want to get off that plane. Yep. And people are pulling out their big ass luggages and all this kind of bullshit they bring with them. And every time I'm on a plane, I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be like this if we were on the slope. Yep, exactly. Or at least a slope or a plane full of slope workers. So that's one thing that I like. Now I know I'm still not going to be that guy on the plane. I want to fit as much shit as I can in one fucking bag. And I know this bag is <laughs> going to fit up there. And I know like I'm going to keep it there to where I can just open it up. And have it with me. Yep. Sitting on my chest like this. Exactly. I don't even think I, I don't, I never carried a bag up there. I just, cause I kept my stuff up there. I just kept everything up there. I just bring my purse and maybe a couple yeah. of things in my purse, but I never like carried an actual like suitcase. I had like, I had my backpack. Yeah. That was my carry on. Um, that just had like my laptop and shit at the time. Yeah. Um, but I had like an Adidas like gym bag. Right. And cause I would bring like, Four pairs of socks, four pairs of underwear, a handful of t-shirts, and like jogging pants. Yeah. And then I just wash everything up there, but that's all I had. And yeah, I would leave some stuff up there, but I changed rooms so much that first year I was up there. Oh yeah. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not gonna have a bunch of stuff that I would just have to move from one room to the other. Yeah. So I ended up. I hardly ever kept anything up there in the drawers. If it, and if I did, it was like the fucking onesie suit bullshit that we would have to wear or whatever the hell those things are oh, called. I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't remember them. There was like a one-piece fucking suit. They're dark blue. That was it. That's all I would leave up there. I um. So I was at the same camp for almost four years. So I left. I ended up leaving a ton of shit up there. But like when I left, I had a ton of stuff that I had to bring home. Yeah. Or like I would put a bunch of stuff like outside my room and I would just put like free on it. Like I, I remember <laughs> one night like I put like – I had put like a coffee pot. I had put coffee. I put creamer. I put, um, I had paper. I had all sorts of shit I put out there and I put, I just put free on it. Yeah. And the next morning I woke up and every single thing was gone. I was like, perfect. Nice. <laughs> I do that out here sometimes. <laughs> I put it on the, on the outside of the driveway yep. and it's fucking gone in like yeah. 20 minutes. Um, I don't, I remember when I was laid off, I was laid off the day I passed my written test for the fire department. Oh Yeah. And even though that was supposed to be just like a part-time gig for me yeah. when I was home um, for the two or three weeks, I remember that foreman that I hated, literally 400 pounds, divorced six times, and always had chew in his mouth. Gross. Uh, he called me up and told me the news. But I uh, I was so excited for passing the written. Um, he said, yeah, so unfortunately, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to let you go. Um we're putting you down as, you know, rehirable. You're not being terminated. Your label is laid off. It's two different things. And he's like, but uh, you have a bunch of stuff up here, and there's some time-sensitive paperwork that you need to fill out. Uh, do you have an email address for this paperwork? Or I was like, oh, you can just send it with my stuff. He's like, but it's fairly time-sensitive. I'm like, no, nah, you can mail it. Yeah. I was like in like a fuck you mode. Right. Because my plan was to leave the slope by that following summer anyway. Yeah. And I just looked at it as like, this is just a door closing on its own. 
I'm now at least in with the fire department to where I can make some money and I'll find a job. I mean, my resume is like in that white binder up there because it's a very beautiful fucking resume. <laughs> and I was pretty damn confident about uh surprise it's not in a frame on your it, wall. Well, it might be someday. <laughs> um but yeah, fifty four places later and then I got at the pain that's, clinic. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? I can't believe you applied yeah. to fifty four places. Because yep, indeed.com would the app would save I could probably log in right now to my old right. account and it would show how many places I've applied to, but yeah, man. Fifty two or fifty four is definitely over fifty. Um and I only had the three interviews and that in, including the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told I was underqualified so for, for driving parts from like n- between Napa stores. Right. Like I was trying to apply for something. I'm not one that's going to, I'm going to look at a job and be like, I won't say like I'm better than that. I just, I needed an income. Yeah. As a homeowner. I was, I had the new truck at the time that was $600 a month payment, you know, you had, like, yeah, you had shit going on. Yeah. You needed a job. So, <laughs> I wasn't like being picky. Granted, I didn't do fast food places. Yeah. But I wasn't opposed to doing it soon if I couldn't find shit. Exactly. Um, like, fuck it, dude. I'll, I'll learn all that. I'll learn everything about that job. And that's what I do with the clinic. I learned everything but your job. Yeah. I did pre-auth. You know what, though? Even with as much as you guys were on the computer, you, I mean, you could probably sit down and get a, the gist of it like, yeah. like that. It wasn't hard. I think I think I just refused to because I didn't want to deal with people. Well, yeah, and that's, like, like, like that's the other that thing too. Portion of it, yeah. The first seeing them come in, yeah, because they shit on you guys, for sure. And I remember telling our bosses like, uh, I don't want to do that. No, I might get fired from this job if I get shit on. By I'm some surprised of those I didn't get fired from that job, but and that's mostly because of like, and I mean, you know me and my facial expressions, like they're not yeah. pretty, like no, she's in general, but like constant when I'm mad, bitch face. <laughs> yeah, when I'm mad, they're bad. And I actually had somebody leave a comment, like in the, you know, they would, they were allowed to write anonymous comments yeah. and leave them in the box. And somebody saw my name on my shirt and they were like, this bitch needs to work on her face. Pretty much is what they said. <laughs> and Kira called, or yeah, Kira called me back. And she was like, um, so we got a comment. Maybe if you could just try and smile more. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Like, seriously? You still look mad when you smile, though. I Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> I did a TikTok the other day and I was like, this, I wasn't, I wasn't being a bitch. This is just my face. Like, this is literally <laughs> my that. face. Yeah, this is literally my face. I, I can't help it. It's fine. Yeah, I couldn't do it. So maybe that's why they put me at like check out so i wasn't like the first thing they saw when they walked <laughs> oh in. yeah you're not the face of the <laughs> clinic or like when they were doing remember when they came in and they shot a commercial i think i was a no i was there you were there. i was barely in the commercial which is bullshit by the way but whatever i was in the commercial i was like i was in the background behind a computer just like you are and i remember like they like stopped and they were like hey you behind the computer like can you smile and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like Oh yeah, sorry. And so then, like, I had to like literally focus yeah. on like looking presentable or nice or how I don't know how people do that. I don't either. I'm like, how do you be aware of that? Like, I was just like, because like when I'm typing, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like pissed off. Fuck like, this. I'm not actually pissed off. I'm just typing and I'm yeah. focusing. You know. So yeah, they told me to you know like smile or That's don't funny. don't look mad or something. I was like, shit. I think I was in that commercial like for two seconds. Totally, cause like bullshit. I am like 
the most handsome oh. person there <laughs> and they have me in there for like <laughs> 1.8 seconds. I think I was walking down the hall like pretending to talk to a patient yeah. or something like that. I don't fucking know. That's hilarious. Whatever. It was fun. Good times. I still haven't worked on my face, by the way. So No, you shouldn't. Just keep your face how it is. No, it's it's my face. It's manageable, so that's all yeah. I care about. <laughs> well, you have a different demographic of people that you deal with now. Yeah. I'm sure they fucking love seeing you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have to do an episode. I, I'm trying to do one every week, whether it's just me. Yeah. Which is tough because now that I've had people come on, I fucking hate doing them by myself now. Oh, yeah. Unless it was like politics stuff, which I can I can do fine by myself. It's just me voicing my opinion on it, but I can't do it now. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, Karen. I know you're listening. <laughs> Still can't find anything to pin me on, can you? <laughs> no. What? I know they are. Like, <laughs> That's dude, awesome. There's like six people that instantly listen to the podcast every time I put out a new show, and I'm like, it's got to be them just waiting. Right. So it's all good. Love you guys so Love much. You. Yeah. Love you so hard. Thank you for, you know, you're inspiring me to do better, to put my head down and just let it roll. It's fine. It's okay. I know it's fine. Do I sound like You'll find a way. passive aggressive you're right there? Find a way. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. But I promise, like, if we if we become, like, millionaires from this show, I'm getting, giving everyone that's been on the show, like, twenty to $100,000, <laughs> depending on how much, how much, to- how many times you've shown up. <laughs> So I'm serious. I am dead serious. There you go. I become like a hundred millionaire. You promised me a hundred k. So well, guess because you're gonna be you're gonna be a regular. That's I yeah, am hiring okay. you. There we go. You hired. Perfect. Yep. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> no, I just gotta wait. I literally get like one cent per listen right now. Okay, <laughs> we gotta open up. I am like twenty. So they have they keep track of unique listeners. So that's like new listeners. Yeah. Once I hit a certain number, it opens up. Um, opportunities for other places to come to me and be like, Hey, we like what you talk about. Here's a 30 second script. We need you to read word for word. And for every listen that you get, this is how much we'll pay you. Yeah. So it opens up um, more sponsorships. There you go. So I'm like 20 away. So that reminds me since this will be our outro, and let me make sure I got all my buttons ready for this, for this clean outro. Cause I have to work on my outros. I have a list here. Um, I need to, remind myself to say so first off before i do this outro do you have any closing statements i don't have any closing statements except for this was super fun so thanks for having me having me Mm -hmm. sorry okay (laughs) i won't edit that part out but i am (laughs) going to go back (laughs) you should edit it out (laughs) oh yeah it was good it was awesome told you it's not so bad no it's not so bad once you get like yeah like and then when we have a third person uh, that's even better. Oh yeah, because then it's yeah. We should do like a little. We should do like a little clinic session. Yeah, I want if anything right now. I want like Tara or Lauren. Yeah, honestly, like yeah, Lauren and I mean they both would be awesome. Yeah, so because they the different jobs at the clinic, right? Different perspectives, different things to bitch about, but it all meshed together of what we did. So yeah, um, that'll be an interesting challenge because. I have to adjust that mic differently because I think that person might bleed into yours. Oh. But I don't know yet because I haven't tested it out. Just another little problem that I think I can solve. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll fix it. But, uh, yeah, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're hired. <laughs> um, I'm going to do this 
little outro though. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Please remember to like and share and subscribe to the podcast because I need more listeners. I want them sponsorships. Damn it. Don't be weird about it. I'm not being weird. <laughs> I have one sponsor right now and it's a damn <laughs> app that I use. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can follow the uh, podcast Instagram, which I know I need to use more um, at smalltown.famous. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the podcast, uh, there's a link in the bio that always shows up. You can click on that and send us some money, and I promise it'll go to more equipment. It'll go to Freddie. It might go to Freddie. Go. Yeah, it'll go to Freddie. <laughs> it'll go to my co-host. It'll go to new mics and uh, whiskey, bourbon, and coffee. White Claw. <sighs> She's drinking a White Claw. I guess now I'm going to have to tag fucking White Claw because we mentioned well, them. It's fine. you never know. They might like fine. our story. They might. You like White Claw? I love white claw. There you go. All right. This She's is all I drink. Ruby grapefruit. Or or some kind of whiskey that tastes like cinnamon. Oh, like behind <laughs> me right now that you're eyeballing? <laughs> I'll save that for you. I'm pretty sure you and Nicole are the only ones that drink from that. It's been sitting there since the last fucking <laughs> barbecue we had. Uh, yeah. And if you're able to leave a rating, five stars or I'm going to find you. Oh my god, that's like an actual threat. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I didn't say I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do? I might just tickle you with a feather. You don't leave five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I know Spotify. You can leave stars now. I noticed. Uh, so if you listen on Spotify, leave me five stars. You know what? You can leave me one star if this is something that's. If toilet paper is worth more than this, which is probably is, totally fine. I don't really care. We don't care. I care. Why? <laughs> because. That's my show, man. I know, but I'm on it, so. Okay, fine. Yeah, five stars and only five stars. Um, it's it's mandated. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's a mandate. <laughs> you have to leave five stars or you can't work here if you don't. Okay. Got so, you. Fine. I'll do my little uh, smooth outro. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next time.